Pew Bible. This passage recounts Mary's visit to Elizabeth and also the incredible faith of both of these women. Mary's song, or the Magnificat, has two messages for us. Praise for God's blessings and praise for God's salvation for all of his people. This is Luke chapter 1, verse 35 through 55. In those days, Mary set out, went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And he has looked with favor on the loveliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. As Mary believed what the Lord had said would be accomplished, help us to believe in what we are to accomplish and how our actions demonstrate now in this season and for years to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. O oh God of joy, we ask you to enter into our hearts and minds this day and slow us down a bit and quiet us a bit that we might hear your ancient word newly in word and in song, that we might be changed perhaps or opened up or humbled where we need to be or lifted up where we need to be, but transformed for the good God, for you and for the world and for life. Amen. And from that text... And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed, As soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices. It rejoices in God, my Savior. Joy, joy and 
pleasure. Pleasure. To experience the joyful gifts of life from God deeply and wholly and humbly and consistently. To experience the pleasures of life in life, known and enjoyed in the moment, but then gone. Joy, pleasure. The last few years I've grown to love, absolutely love, hosting big parties at the Parsonage for the community choir that I sing in. And so two or three times a year, upwards of 40 to 50 of us will squeeze into that house for a pleasure-filled night. Pleasure, the pleasures of really delicious food, piles of potluck fare, cheesy lasagna and spicy kielbasa casserole, and exotic craft beers and creamy chocolate cannolis for dessert. I can hear your stomachs growling. And then after stuffing ourselves, we pile into the living room for hours of raucous and silly karaoke singing as folks line up to croon at the top of our lungs while everyone else joins in for a chorus. And almost always those nights are so joy-filled. Joy with smile and laughter and storytelling and hugs and community. Because who doesn't love a great party? Like a Christmas party filled with so many pleasures for the senses. Sparkling holiday decorations for the eyes and rocking music for the ears and delectable food and drink for the tongue and stomach and beautiful gifts wrapped oh so carefully for loved ones, arranged oh so artfully under a brightly lit tree, and yet, you know, you can plan for all and work for all the pleasures of a party, right? You can make a list and you can create the correct menu and you can brainstorm the right guest list and you can plan for all that pleasure but joy, joy, you really can't predict or plan if a party will be joyful, can you? Do you know what I mean? You don't really know if or when during the night of the party a moment might happen when you think, wow, this is an awesome and joyous party. Or... I don't think this is quite going how I thought it would. (laughs) When I throw parties, sometimes my absolute most joyful moment has actually been at the end when there's a small crew of us in the kitchen cleaning up and just swapping stories and washing dishes and laughing. Or on so many Christmases, what's mattered the most to me hasn't been the pleasure of the presents that now lay scattered to and fro all over a messy floor, but instead it's just the joy, the joy of being with folks I love and folks who love me back, too. There actually could have been no presence that wouldn't have made any difference. Because always in life there is pleasure and pleasure for the seeking, for the taking, for the wanting, for the desiring, But then there is joy, joy, 
rare and precious and real and holy. Friends, on this third Sunday of Advent, we light the candle of joy, our joy as Christians, as we await the greatest Christmas gift of all, a gift not really about just pleasure. It's not a bauble or a bangle or a package from Amazon or a brightly bow-encased box, but instead our gift is a baby, a little child, born that you and I, that all people might know God's joy. Joy that can't be bought or planned for, that can't be predicted or demanded, that can't be monetized or purchased or even passed in a tax bill. Joy that can be ours If we ask God in that little baby boy to come into our hearts, to come into our world, to be born in us, to be born again through us, like Mary's joy, the joy that she knew in saying yes to God's call, that she be the mother of God, joy beyond pleasure. So first, what is this thing called joy, especially God-given, God-inspired, God-created joy, the kind of joy that we'll sing about next Sunday in joy to the world? We know it's a feeling unlike any other. It's a strong emotion. The Christian writer C.S. Lewis said, real joy jumps under one's bones and ribs and tickles down one's back and makes one forgets meals, and keeps one delightedly sleepless at nights. He actually wrote that after falling in love for the first time in his life at the age of like 69. A dictionary would tell us that joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. The word in the Bible that we heard today And from that story of Mary's visit to Elizabeth, now remember, Mary's pregnant with Jesus, and Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. That Greek word for joy, agaliasis, means exaltation, gladness, extreme joy. So joy. I'll tell you a story about joy. This week, I came across the eulogy I delivered at my 103-year-old grandfather's funeral last June. And so I read it for the first time since then, aware that on this 25th, it would be the first of my 57 Christmases that I wouldn't be able to share it with Grandpa or kiss with affection his scruffy, old spice aromaed cheek and say, Merry Christmas. And as I reread those words, suddenly I was just overcome with weeping and tears. But not of grief, but of joy. Of joy. Such deep gratitude that God had given to me and my family this good and kind man. And my God, what joy. Friends, to me, that's joy. So let me ask you, 
What is God's joy for you and to you? For me, God's joy is living this life more deeply somehow. It's living a life beyond pleasure. It's living life for more than pleasure and presence alone. It's living life aware how precious and fleeting and fragile and beautiful and tender and broken and amazing life is. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not an anti-pleasure Puritan. You know, I've told you before the definition of a Puritan. It's what a newspaper columnist said, that a Puritan is someone who is unhappy if anyone anywhere is having a good time. That's not me. I'm like you. I love pleasure. I love the senses and the sensual and the way those God-given gifts also allow us to experience life in a tender kiss or a smoky cup of coffee, in a warm body to embrace. For me and my legs pumping away on a long summer afternoon's bicycle ride. And I like my stuff and my toys and my things. We all do. And yet, my friends, one of the lessons we learn in Christian faith is that singular pleasure-seeking, unrelenting pleasure-grasping, a life devoted to pleasure-attainment alone is finally, well, it's not really much of a life. And that pleasures sometimes, while they do please quickly and can seduce unwittingly, they can also fade so fast. Pleasure is here, and then it goes. Pleasure pleases, and then it stops. An unhealthy, obsessive pleasure-seeking, as in addictions and addictive behavior, well, that never leads to joy. That's the lie of an addiction, and it always leads to pain and to human wreckage. And yet this world, our world, is so often pleasure-biased. Pleasure-biased because she who has the most toys wins. Wins. The most pleasure. But in Advent, we seek a joyful Savior for a pleasure-biased world. A joyful Savior for a pleasure-biased world. We seek joy. Joy that comes from embracing whatever God's call might be for our lives, for our one life. Mary is joyful not because her unexpected pregnancy is going to be easy and not because she's looking forward to the village baby shower. Her joy comes from being asked by God to serve God in the world, to birth God's love into the world. That is real joy. So maybe your joy comes in the moments that you realize your call from God to serve, to serve others, to be the best parent or spouse that you can be, faithful and fierce, loving and true. Maybe your joy comes from teaching kids in a classroom to find their God-given gifts. Maybe your joy comes from being honorable and honest in your business life or being an active and engaged citizen 
Joy comes from God's call, and joy can come from service to others. Just ask Mary. And so, friends, in just one week, we are going to all party as people of faith like it's Christmas. And we will experience lots of pleasure. I know I will. I will drink way too much eggnog. I will do way too much last-minute running around and opening of gifts on Christmas Day. And I will eat a delicious meal and amen to all of that. And yet, here's the real gift. Joy. God's joy that comes in a baby. Joy that is deep and real. Joy in relationships and in service that calls out to you and to me. Joy that stays and never ever leaves our hearts and our worlds. And so this joy, may we know it, may we feel it, and may God's joy surprise and find us this week of Christmas. Let all God's joyful people say, Amen. Amen. A little more joyful. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.